It's not enough just to hit record and spit out content. As podcasters, you are also a leader in the eyes, or should I say ears, of your listeners. And in this episode, I'll reveal some powerful tips that will allow you to be the leader that your audience needs. Hey, welcome to Impact Podcaster Academy. My name is Al Kasson, and I help podcasters create more impact and income online with their podcasts without needing to rely on sponsors or going viral. So uh, when I started to go to college, I went through a period of time when I was visiting um, a whole bunch of churches, and I was just trying to find one that like really spoke to me. So for me, I'm the type of guy where I was like, yeah, I really love being involved in like church community and stuff like that. That's just my personal preference. That's something I wanted to be involved in. And uh, a friend of mine knew about this, and he grew up in the area, and they had invited me to go to their church. Um, apparently, they've been going there ever since they were a kid, and my friend was pretty cool. So I thought, you know what, why not check it out? Uh, but when I got there, the demographic was way different than what I was expecting. Um, you know, I thought I was going to be at a place with like people similar to them um, or people, you know, who would be like similar to myself, mainly being, you know, men and women that were like college aged. But no, instead, it was mainly comprised of like people who were like well over 70. Uh, literally, I spoke to a man there and he said that his wife was the youngest one who was regularly attending the church. And she was about 72 <laughs> at the time. Uh, but anyway, everyone there was super nice. I became friends with a man and a wife. Uh, his name is Harry. Her name is Karen. They're both really awesome. I still talk with them occasionally today. Um, but anyway, you know, I didn't really go to that church too many times after that. And then I went to a few others. Um, had the same type of experience. I'd be invited to attend. I'd get there. Nothing really spoke to me. And you might be wondering, okay, Alec, what does this have to do with podcasting and leadership? Bear with me for a second, because eventually I got plugged into a church um, that was on the college campus, actually, that I was going to school at. And um, I was starting to feel more connected there because it comprised of other college students like myself. And this ended up actually being the church that I would volunteer at. I was very uh, heavily involved in, and I'd end up going there like throughout the entirety of my uh, college career. So thing that was cool was this church, they actually had like a very special strategy to draw people into that church that would help them feel more comfortable. And it also helped them stay much longer. And when they realized, <clears throat> what they realized was that whoever that they had greeting at the door, they would find that there'd be an increase of people um, who would stay as long as those people matched the greeter. And so like if like, for example, if the greeter was a young guy, uh, more young guys would end up joining the church. If it was pregnant woman, then more pregnant ladies, uh, you know, moms or, you know, like parents, they would end up joining more. And when it came to um, their church, the location that they were at uh, was a college campus. So they had a site pastor who was either graduating from college or they were a recent college graduate. Now, why did they do that? Well, it was to help make the environment more comfortable and relatable to college students. Now, this tactic to attract the right people to their church, honestly, it's a really smart move on their part because uh, their thought process was basically like if each of the church locations was in an area that comprised of a certain demographic, then we should have that someone that represents that demographic greet people at the door. And that right there, that's essentially what this lesson is about. It's about becoming the face of your podcast to attract the right people to come to you. 
you basically, you know, essentially you have to be the leader that people can identify with and a leader that people also want to follow. Now, fortunately, you know, being a good leader uh, doesn't require you to be anything other than, you know, just yourself. Uh, as Craig Groeschel says in his leadership podcast, he says people would rather follow a leader who is always real than a leader who is always right. I just love that quote. People would rather follow a leader who is always real rather than follow a leader who is always right. Because um, basically, you know, we live in a very unauthentic world. So being authentic is really like, the, you know, this breath of fresh air that not a lot of people are used to seeing. Uh, one thing I didn't mention about uh, my church searching journey that I went through, uh, one of the biggest factors actually that helped to convince me to continue to attend this specific church on campus was that um, the stories that people were sharing at that church really spoke to me. There was stuff that I could really relate to. These were stories of young men and women who had uh, gone through a lot of the same struggles that I went through, and to see them basically on the other side of those struggles inspired me to stay because I thought, you know, maybe it could help me get over my struggles as well. So for you, you know, the more stories that you can write out uh, and define of like what you've been through, they're basically like you could think of them uh, like these little hooks that have different bait on them that you're tossing into the ocean. You know, some hooks or some stories might catch, others might not. Uh, but when you tell enough stories, you'll not only get better at telling them, but you'll also get better at figuring out like which stories you should tell that your audience is going to identify with the most. So, you know, to be a leader in the eyes of others, uh, one thing you have to do, you know, is get really good at telling your stories to others, uh, especially uh, a story that you should really get good at telling is your own like personal testimony of how you got to this place where you're at in your podcast. Like, why did you start your podcast? Um, you know, why are you doing what you do, basically? <laughs> so you may or may not notice it, but like if your show is like professionally produced, for example, when others hear you on your show, subconsciously, you know, they're seeing you as being a bit further ahead um, in this journey of life than they are. So like for me, when I was hearing these, these people at church share their stories, um, they were the same age as I was. They were studying similar things or they weren't like a whole other type of person. Uh, but I just felt like because they were more confident in sharing the things they were going through in life, that they were like further in life than I was. So, you know, every time you're sharing something with them, um, or every time you're trying to encourage them, you should imagine that it's like, um, Michael Jordan, you know, Michael Jordan is giving advice to a, the young kid playing basketball. So what do I mean by that? <laughs> well, imagine if Michael Jordan goes up to a kid who's trying to learn basketball and the kid's not that good. And Michael Jordan's just like, you got this, you know, you got this kid, keep it up. You'll get better. Uh, but the kid is like, well, dude, yeah, it's easier for you to, for you to say, you know, you're Michael Jordan. You're so good. You could, you could make baskets with your eyes closed practically. Uh, you know, so your audience, they might be feeling the same way about you. You know, they're hearing, they're hearing what you have to say, but underneath it all, you know, they kind of doubt, you know, maybe they don't think they can do it too. Uh, and this is where like those stories come in. You know, they help to kind of bridge this gap for your audience audience. <clears throat> and, uh, it helps them believe that not only are you experienced with like what you do, but it also helps them see that they can get to where you are too. So like theologians and historians, they agree that 
you know, when it comes to influential people in history or, or influential world religions, one of the biggest driving factors that allowed these people or these beliefs to last throughout history was the stories that were associated with those things. So whether it's like the proverbial sayings of, of, of like Buddha or the parables shared by Jesus, you know, stories, they create these bonds with people and they inspire others uh, because it helps people learn and it helps them relate. So essentially what I'm trying to get at here is you gotta get really good at telling stories. Uh, you can also try to experiment with being vulnerable in your stories too. You know, you can share stories about something embarrassing that has happened in your life or about times you made mistakes. Um, but when you, when you do this, you do got to keep in mind like the type of audience you're speaking to. Um, so like, you know, one of the things you got to keep in mind is like when it's appropriate to share embarrassing moments. Um, Ooh, excuse me. So like I had actually heard this story about this businessman, very successful guy in the United States. Uh, but he does like some international work as well. And a lot of his clients are from Japan. So these people from Japan invited him out, and he's a huge fan of Japanese culture, so he's like, why not? This could be a lot of fun. I could speak there. And um, all his speaking stuff, it always starts with him sharing a little embarrassing story, you know, helps break the ice, builds a little bit rapport. Uh, but as he was saying this story, he was noticing that the translator was, like, not really keeping up, or it like seemed like he was, like, not in sync with him. And then as he's, like, going for the punchline, uh, he noticed that, like, the, the crowd is not really, like, no one even cracks a smile or nothing. Um, so then at the end, you know, he spoke with his translator and he's like, hey, like, you know, what did the, did the joke not translate well? Or um, was I talking too fast? Is, or like, like, what was the what was the issue there? Why didn't people laugh? And basically this translator was like, well, dude, you're like a big shot business guy in America. We wanted you here to speak because you're really good at what you do. So it was just really weird that you started your speech by talking about how you made mistakes. Like we didn't hire someone to come share their mistakes that we wanted to hire them to come share their successes. And it was like, he was, it blew his mind because like culturally that's what they were accustomed to. They saw it actually as like kind of a sign of like a little bit of weakness that he was sharing his mistakes. Um, but anyway, you know, that's just like a, a, a very specific example. So, you know, I doubt you'll ever run into like the same issue, but it's worth, you know, being aware of. Uh, to be honest, like most of the times sharing something that expresses like a little bit of weakness will actually be perceived as a strength in the eyes of others. Uh, so like when I went to visit the, the college campus churches, a guy had opened up about his struggle with like, you know, he's drinking, smoking a lot of weed and like partying a lot. And uh, at the time, you know, this was something that I recognize as kind of like a struggle in my own life. Uh, but this guy's story was very emotionally moving and I did see him as like a stronger man because he was sharing his weaknesses. So, you know, being the leader of your community requires you to share your backstory. Um, you know, you could try speaking in parables like Jesus or prover in proverbials like Buddha or whatever. And, uh, you know, when, you, when it's appropriate, you know, you can begin talking about your flaws as well to make you seem like a little bit more human. Uh, but these are like, you know, you know, the elements that will help your audience not only like more strongly identify with you, but it's also like the, that first pillar of, of really building a strong community. So would you like to learn a little bit of extra credit for being uh, a leader to your community? Well, one thing that will drastically improve your followability is to live the life 
your audience wishes they could live for themselves. Uh, you know, we've seen this all the time with ugh, like those rich people filming ads where they're on rented boats or driving in their rented Lamborghinis. Uh, and the <laughs> but the reason why they do that is because they're trying to get um, a certain type of person to pay them money for some type of reason. You know, they're trying to attract a person that wishes they could live the life that they're advertising. Now, obviously, you know, you shouldn't do this because uh, you're only going to attract kind of like the wrong type of people. Um, but if you share your authentic life, one that you are proud of, others will be attracted to that. And uh, to kind of add to what I'm saying, you know, you've got to stand your ground with what you believe. You know, as the saying goes, uh, those who stand for nothing fall for everything. And if you aren't able to stay firm and confident with your beliefs, uh, the only thing that's going to fall is the number of downloads on your podcast. So like Howard Stern, Joe Rogan, these are, these are good examples of people who stand firm in their beliefs, uh, which creates some like really interesting outcomes, actually. So like one of the first outcomes for this is that those who identify with their beliefs become stronger supporters of their show. And then the second outcome is that those who don't identify with their beliefs, um, even though they don't listen to the show as much, they're still talking about the show with other people. You know, I'm sure you've heard of people who um, were against a very specific political candidate. And it seems even though they dislike them the most, they're talking about them the most. Like, what? Isn't that weird? <laughs> um, so, so, you know, sometimes they talk more about the people they dislike than the people that they actually like. So even if you create some polarity, um, it's going to attract those who do identify with you. But then it also gives something for, for other people to talk about, <laughs> which is pretty neat. Uh, so like Joe Rogan and Howard Stern, um, they're kind of like the more extreme examples of this. You know, you don't, you don't have to be as drastic as they are. However, if you firmly believe something that you're passionate about, you know, don't be afraid to hide it. You know, just the only thing is, though, you know, don't go out of your way to intentionally make people upset. You know, does it make sense? So, like, an example of a belief that I stand by is that I, I believe, you know, podcasters should be compensated for the hard work that they do. You know, some people believe that, like, oh, money's evil or... They don't believe it's right to get paid for doing something that you enjoy doing. Uh, but that's something I don't believe. I think, you know, we use money every single day. And it shouldn't be taboo for hardworking men and women to earn an income doing what they love. You know, so if you are working hard, you're responsible with what you have, I believe you are allowed to be responsible with more. Especially if it's something like, like money, things like that. Uh, so that's an example of a belief that creates friction but those who believe in it are going to be more attracted to what I do because it's something that, that I express. Um, another extra credit bonus is that if you actually have to, <clears throat> if you actually care for your audience, that's going to help a lot. You know, it should go without saying, but like you should actually care for the people that you're serving. Uh, so although, you know, for example, so like although people may not agree with those who support a certain political candidate. Uh, we, can all, we can agree that those who do follow certain candidates, they, they follow them because they actually believe that these candidates, candidates care about them. So like, no one's gonna follow a candidate that they don't think is actually trying to do what's best for them. You know, we, we may not like that candidate because we don't believe they have our best interests in mind, but those who follow them do think that. Um, but, you know, I'm not here to get political. I just want you to focus on 
you know, the fact that people follow certain types of people because they believe that those people are looking out for the best interest of their followers. So you have to have your audience feel the same thing about you too. Um, often this can be done with, you know, like the backstory thing, simply sharing that um, within like your show and in your content. Um, basically talking about why you do what you do today allows people to connect with you. And that right there, you know, could be good enough to show people that you are in, intend, that you intentionally like care about them. And then after that, you know, you go to, you go show that with your actions, with what you do. So as a recap, you know, I'm going, I'm going a little bit long in this episode, but as a recap, you have to share a backstory uh, that shows people how and why you are where you are today, if that makes sense. You know, you should list out any and all types of stories that you can share with your audience to help them understand um, basically like why, why you do what you do. You know, list out, you could list out your flaws uh, to show that you're, that you're a human being <laughs> and you can write down your firm beliefs, you know, stuff that might create some friction, but nothing that's going to intentionally get people upset. So, you know, now that you have like this basic understanding of becoming the leader of your community, the next step is to define where you're actually going to be leading this community. And, you know, that's something that we're going to be covering in a later episode. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, but as we wrap up this episode, I want you to list out basically like list out some qualities or past experiences uh, from your own life that would help attract the type of listener that you want for your show. Uh, then, you know, write out several backstories that led you to starting your podcast and share those episodes, you know, share those stories in the next few podcast episodes that you produce. And when you have those stories written out, you know, feel free to share them with me. I'd love to check them out as well. Uh, but anyway, thank you so much for listening. I really enjoyed putting this episode together. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Want to be part of a community of like-minded, impact-making podcasters? Or maybe you'd like to get access to exclusive trainings to help grow your podcast for free? If so, I highly recommend you come check out the Impact Podcaster Academy private Facebook group. In this group, I upload exclusive content, free downloads, and interact with members one-on-one. -on -one. It's a great place to ask questions, share feedback, and get plugged into a group of passionate and skilled people who can help take your show to that next level. It's a fun place to come learn, ask questions, and contribute in. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Impact Podcaster Academy. That's facebook.com forward slash group forward slash Impact Podcaster Academy.